Hi Brickies, I'm Dominic, the last one standing with a kink for cannibalism. And I'm Kate, the resident phobia expert who also hears voices. And you're listening to Shit and Bricks. A podcast where we talk shit about stuff that scares us. Ripping a few laughs and survival tips along the way. As always, please subscribe, rate and review us. And don't forget to follow us on the socials at Shit and Bricks Podcast. Like the morning after a night on the curries and cans, here it comes. So drop your ducks, pop a squat and let's get into it. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably one of my favourite lines ever is not that particular line, but the toodaloo, motherfuckers. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Same. It's excellent. I try to use it all the time, but um, in my line of work, you're not allowed to say that to kids. It's ridiculous. Well, you can let out all your swearing in this podcast Kate okay I've got a sneaking suspicion based on the topic I will be doing that oh here we go well don't Mm -hmm. give it away just yet no sir (laughs) hi Kate hi Dom (laughs) how seductive (laughs) call 1-800 touch my feet that's too many too many letters I think in a phone number (laughs) <laughs> what that phone number would be because <laughs> that's exactly what's wrong with that whole scenario <laughs> yeah the the length of the phone number that's precisely right <laughs> hi how have you been kate hi i've been super i've been on school holidays so it it's just cures what ails ya I tell you that much for free <laughs> i play video games during my holidays i like to escape into the world of sims 4 mm-hmm. and build houses so i pretty much just do that for my whole holidays whatever floats your boat i mean one day if we can't afford to buy houses at least we can build them virtually well exactly it's giving me inspiration so i see you know why not how are you (laughs) doing dominic i'm doing okay it's my is my second week of my new job and Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie it's a little intense Mm -hmm. and Maybe a little bit too much too soon, but at least they're very eager to do lots of things. It's better okay. to want to do too much than not enough. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. and you will, I feel as though you'll get into the swing. I had a similar feeling at the start of the year. So I think that, um, yeah, I'm feeling a lot more comfortable now. So I only hope the same for yourself. Yeah, fingers crossed. Just yeah. got to stick with it. But... That's it. We're not here to talk about work, Kate. No, we're not. Work schmirk. Let's talk about fun things. Okay. Well, shall we do a little housekeeping? Housekeeping, 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 housekeeping. Yes. That was nice. <laughs> well done. <laughs> We're getting better. Yes. I think I think that we are. I was just trying to think off the, you know, something a little bit different. Yep. A new song every week. I think that's I like a good it. idea. Let's do it. <clears throat> but pretty much the same housekeeping at the moment. So please go check out all of our social media channels like TikTok please. and Instagram. Yep. They're lots of fun. It's all shitten.bricks.podcast. We keep it neat and tidy here. Yes, we do. <laughs> no mess, no lives. fuss. <laughs> a shit storm of. <laughs> I was actually, do you know, literally, as you said that, I was just pushing something aside on my desk that's just (laughs) pushed it into the other pile of shit that I have on my desk as well. Also, I've discovered this ginormous pile of tissues. What is wrong with me? And then they weren't used for that. No. (laughs) It's, I've had some sort of, yeah, I've been diseased for some time. So, Um, yeah, we do keep it tidy on our socials, though. I digress. Um, (laughs) And same with our Patreon, which you should go check out and give us a little bit of that extra pocket money to help us keep the lights on. Yes, please. Yeah, shitten.bricks.podcast. You can't miss it. You can't miss us. It's tricky to miss. And same with our email. If you want to message us, tell us a story. What are you <gasps> afraid it. of? Email us, folks. We love it. Um, and then what? What else do we have? Oh, this week's Boopod Network feature podcast. Boo Potalicious. Oh, I like that. Thank you. 
It is the beautiful folks from Generally Spooky Podcast. And Hi. Yeah, their branding is so cool. You should go check out. It's even very just cool. for the looks and the vibes, it's really, really cool. Yeah. But, yeah, they tell amazing, cool stories. Um, just go check them out. Just do mm-hmm. it. Please. Okay? Do but it. Not right now. <laughs> no, not now. Scotland's history is ghoulish, ghastly, and at times downright gruesome. Who wouldn't want to hear more about it? If you're interested in learning more about Scotland's history, legends and ghost stories, then the Generally Spooky podcast is for you. My name is Ailey, researcher, storyteller and believer in ghosts. And my name is Kieran. I'm chief listener, provider of jokes and Ailey's husband. And we are the co-hosts of the Generally Spooky podcast. Join us as we discuss things like the Loch Ness Monster, the Mackenzie Poltergeist, the Battle of Culloden and so much more. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You can also find us for free on YouTube and over at our website, generallyspooky.com. We'll see you there. See you there. I have one more thing to add to housekeeping. Anyone who's watching a visual representation of this recording, I have had half a glass of Pepper Jack Shiraz, so I look like I've not had my teeth brushed in a while. A bit of a blackness going on. Ooh! Yes, I'm drinking a nice Tasmanian Pinot Noir, but. <laughs> I know you're supposed to spit, but. Not here. <laughs> I'm a level three sommelier. I'm not really. That's just a funny joke from my work, which. Anyway, continue. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that we're missing with our. Um... Oh, yes, you are. It's a five-star year. 2023 is the year of five stars. So please do us a solid and rate, review, like, subscribe, all of those things. Uh, But, yeah, if you have a second, even right now, pop on, give us a little review because that helps us. We're going for our our best yet. Yeah. Thank you for capturing that, Kate. And that is the end of... Housekeeping, 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 housekeeping. Lovely. Well done. I think next week we should do a hip hop version. I was actually like vibing that a little bit. Yeah. Like we, I was thinking we should do one. So we'll save that for we next week. I like it. I mean, if we wanted to, we could do record one, but that's <laughs> like, what's why? Because it's nah, better the on the fly. We're just hippie hoppers. We've just got it flowing. Like it's just how it rolls. Hop. Hip it hop. Hip it to the hip hop. It to hip hip hop. Don't stop the pop to the bang bang boom. Okay. <laughs> well done. Now, going back, Kate, to your beautifully red wine stained teeth. Yes. This week's episode is all about <gasps> dentophobia. And can you have a guess what that might be a phobia of? Oh, yes. It's when you park your car in a car park at the shopping center and you're worried that someone's going to open their door into your car door and leave a dent. Absolutely. Is that correct? Yeah. Is that saying much (laughs) about the state of your teeth or? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I actually am currently going through a transition period with my teeth. Um, I'm actually quite self-conscious about them at the moment because I have had a retainer since the dawn of time and it's, I looked at it a few weeks ago and I was like that, why, I mean, I've put some gross stuff in my mouth, but that's right up there. Like I don't, I shouldn't be doing that. Like I've already gone through the course of antibiotics from last time. I can't put that in my mouth. So I stopped wearing it. And the only thing is I've not gone to the dentist since. So my teeth are just becoming more and more crowded. In fact, I had a dream the other night because uh, my two front teeth start to cross over and uh, I had a dream the other night that they crossed over so much that one like twisted in front of the other one and then they both became loose and they came out. So I oh. had my two front teeth missing and I know that there's a lot of um, you can look up like dreamology about yeah. what it means to lose teeth. It's something about I think it's something about money or something along those lines. Oh, but yeah, so strange. this is this works perfectly for my current, um, you know, crises, my current <laughs> lack of commitment to call, contact a dentist and go and see them. 
I want to get those Invisalign things. Yeah. Um, but my fear of my bank account draining, another fear I've got. It's just nonstop. It's just jam-packed. Well, Kate, I've always yeah. thought you've had beautiful teeth. So th- Thank you. That's very kind At least from that you. perspective, I've, I've never looked at your teeth and thought, oh, there's some busted-ass teeth. But <laughs> You busted face. We're all we're very fortunate, you and I, our families, uh, where we were in the privileged position to get dental care as yes. youth. As so youth. Uh, you know, we've all gone through the retainers, the braces, the this, the that. Um, I just need a little bit of midlife maintenance yes. on my chompers. I will be your, you know, your um, accountable buddy because Thank I. You. Love going to the dentist. I go to the dentist like every six to nine months just because. Okay. Well, not because I get pleasure from it. But I actually don't. But I, like you, don't like anything bad to happen to my teeth. So I'm no, just your teeth are for life. About. Yeah. And they're the only part of your skeleton that you clean. Yes, exactly. I tried to clean my. Mm, no, never Tibia. mind. <laughs> Put my, your tibia uh, away, fibia, put your tibia away. She's got her bloody tibs out again. Put your <laughs> tibs away, doll. <laughs> Let's get back to the topic, though. <clears throat> okay. Because this week, folks, if you haven't guessed, it's on the topic of dentophobia, which is a fear of the dentist. Ooh, I cannot wait for this story. I know. And dentophobia is actually in the top five most common phobias. So. Mm-hmm. The fact that we haven't done a story about it is really quite ridiculous. So here we go. It is. Okay. Now, people with this specific phobia feel anxious, fear, or stress when they think about going to the dentist or actually visiting the dentist. Past negative experiences or family history or feeling a loss of control. Mm. Raise your hands if that's you. Can lead to dentophobia. And being scared to visit the dentist can result in delaying or avoiding dental treatment, Miss Catherine. Do you know, it's not a fear of it. I'm not too fussed. I'm really more afraid of how much it would cost me. That's my biggest concern. Because once they're in there and they've yanked a tooth or filled one up or, you know, done whatever, you're just at the mercy of whatever some dentists feel like doing. I had a dentist that never told me what was happening or what he was doing. And at one point, uh, last time I went for millennia ago, uh, he actually just like ground off a bit of one of the bottom of my teeth just to make it straighter because I had been wow. grinding that tooth. And it cost me $260 for him to get an angle grinder out for 10 seconds. And that was part of like one bit of it. The rest of the consultation costs were there too. So it was like a $500 visit and it was about 10 minutes. So I think that's my fear. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, separated from that. I have this thing where I've talked about it before on this podcast where I don't trust anyone in the in positions of power like doctors, lawyers, dentists, car mechanics who have a skill and knowledge that you do not possess. You, ca- you don't have, yeah. And you just have to believe whatever it is they tell you. And if I get even a whiff of scamage, like mm-hmm. you're going to put on the cheap new windshield wipers, but you say you're giving me the expensive ones. Yeah. Or you say my teeth need like $10,000 worth of work and then they actually don't. Like if you break my trust, I'll burn your you're fucking dentist to the ground. <laughs> like I will. You will never enamel in this town again. Exactly. <laughs> it's a thing of mine. So when I do find yeah. like a mechanic or a dentist or a doctor that I really, truly trust and they don't bullshit me, you got me for life. Mm-hmm. All right. Perhaps okay. that's my new, that's my new task. That's my new goal for 2023. Not only is it getting five stars on our podcast and as many ratings and reviews as we can, wink, it is also to find a dentist. Okay. New we goal. Can, we can do that. But maybe I should have done that before you told this story because perhaps I won't want to find a dentist after this. Well, you've been pre-warned. This will test you, Kate. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Now, things like needles, drills, or the dental setting in general can trigger dental anxiety. And when dental anxiety is severe and causes irrational fear, which is dentophobia, and you avoid going to the dentist, it can be classified as a dental phobia, obviously. Yep. 
Different to money phobia, which is probably more related to UK. Fiscal phobia. Fiscal phobia. (laughs) Yeah. Now, some mental health conditions, including generalized anxiety or post-traumatic stress disorder or a previous history of head and neck trauma, can increase the risk of a person experiencing dental anxiety. Okay. It can be caused by traumatic dental experience, previous trauma, other traumatic experiences, generalized anxiety, fear of loss of control, trust issues, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as usual, there are psychological remedies like breathing, meditation, and so on. Otherwise, sufferers can use things like laughing gas. Nice. We love a bit of that. I mean, we've, we've been likened to laughing gas, haven't we, Kate? Yes, correct. Yes. So if you just listen to our potty pod, Whilst you're in the dentist, you have a you'll be fine. You won't feel you'll the pain. Fine. Maybe not this episode though. Yeah, don't don't listen to this one. Okay, so dentistry is one area of medicine that seems permanently stuck in the Middle Ages, while other branches of healthcare have begun to grow penises in petri dishes. For instance, what? I beg yep. your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, big part. What did you just say? They're growing penises in pastry dishes. (laughs) Petri dishes now? Yep, you can. That that piqued my interest, Dominic. (laughs) You'll get one for Christmas, Kate. As a currently, um, I'm currently in between partners, so that piqued my interest without a shadow of a doubt. I've also, that's my new catchphrase, rather than um, throwing around the word single, I just say I'm between partners. I think that's great. Thank you. Um, yeah, they can do that. Or we're even grappling with the ethics of robo robo doctors. Robo ro, robo doctors. Ro, 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 Doctor Schiffler, hop in, please. Uh, we need you on the left. We are currently going around in circles. Please, Doctor Schiffler, to the robo, please. Doctor Schiffler, paging. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a good time this episode already. <laughs> That's an image I'm not going to be able to get rid of. Robot doctors. I love that. (laughs) That's so good. But dentistry hasn't really evolved beyond refining variations on cleaning, drilling, and yanking teeth as if there were, or if this was all a painful game of human bop it or, (gasps) you know, other sort of torture. Twist it, yank it, fill it. (laughs) That's how it's going to bop it. Now, I'm giving it a bad rap, but there have certainly been remarkable advances made in the field that has its roots in tooth keys and bloodletting, so we're not quite back in those Middle Ages. Yeah. But such progress is undercut by the truly horrific stories of things that can happen in the dentist's chair. Now, it's not that dentists are all bad people, and to be sure, quality dental care is essential to your overall health. If you don't get that annual checkup, your teeth might literally all fall out. But there's also really spooky, something really spooky about the dentist's office, which is probably why dentistry has been the subject of horror films, horror musicals, and real-life horror stories, Kate. Yay! So today I'm going to go through some of the most horrific dental stories. Yippee, let's do it. Now, one of the most terrifying stories is the case of William, a British man who went under general anaesthesia for some routine root canal surgery in 2005. Not that long ago. No. And William's internal clock is eternally jammed at 1.40 p.m. on the 14th of March, 2005, right in the middle of a dentist appointment. What do you mean? Do you remember that um, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore film, Fifty First Dates? Yeah. So is he waking up every day and he's he feels like he's there again? Yep. His for whatever reason, we'll get into it, but his oh internal body clock is stuck on this one moment, as if he is in the dentist chair perpetually forever. Can I say? I'm a little bit disappointed in you, Dom. Oh. 
Why? I'm sorry, but I just, I really feel like Groundhog Day is a different, <laughs> better example <laughs> than 50 First Dates with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. <laughs> You're going to be more disappointing because I've never seen Groundhog Day. Have you not? No. Oh, well, that makes sense as to why you went 50 First Dates then. Oh, it's a Bill Murray classic. Yeah, it's, I, I have a bit of an don't issue love with Bill Murray. Bill Murray. I hear that. Yeah, I hear that. Absolutely. He's very good in um, The Scarlet, Your Handsome One. For, um, Lost in Translation. Thank you. Yes, he's excellent in that. That's a, just an exceptional film. But, okay, so this guy is waking up every day and, like, physically he's not there. No. But, but mentally and, like, he wakes up and just feels like he's there. So let's get into it. Oh, this is wild. So William, a member of the British Armed Forces, he had returned to his post in Germany the night before after attending his grandfather's funeral. He had gym in the morning where he played volleyball for 45 minutes. Then he entered his office to clear a backlog of emails before heading to the dentist's for a root canal surgery. Okay. In his own words, he says, I remember getting into the chair and the dentist inserting the local anesthetic, he tells me. After that, it's a complete blank. It is as if all new memories are being written in invisible ink that slowly disappears. What? Since then, he has been unable to remember almost anything for longer than 90 minutes. That's the word. So he went into the dentist as a soldier and came out as a goldfish. <laughs> Yeah, essentially, pretty much. Oh, my God. Um, an advanced goldfish because... Yeah, know, advanced, 90 seconds. minutes, not the... Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely mind-boggling. Mm. I'm warming you up, by the way. This is oh one my gosh. of the less intense stories. Yes. So since then, he's been unable to remember almost anything for longer than 90 minutes. So while he can still tell me about the first time he met the Duke of York for a briefing at the Ministry of Defence, he can't even remember where he's living now. He wakes up every morning believing he's still in Germany in 2005 waiting to visit the dentist. So it's not actually in the chair. Okay, okay, it's up. just before that. But it's it was the, the that was the like the catalyst. That was the moment that triggered it. Holy moly. Now, without a record of new experiences, the passing of time means nothing to him. Today, he only knows that there is a problem because he and his wife have written detailed notes on his smartphone in a file labelled, first thing, read this. That is a horrendous way to live. Yeah. <gasps> now, if it is, as, it, it is as if all new memories are being written in invisible ink that slowly disappears, how could minor dental work have affected his brain in such a profound way? This real-life medical mystery offers a rare glimpse at the hidden depths of the brain's workings. Now, even the events leading up to William's amnesia are highly puzzling. At the time of the surgery, the dentist didn't realise that anything was wrong. It was only after they asked him to take off his protective dark glasses that they saw he was pale and struggled to stand up. They called his wife. He was lying on a couch, Samantha recalls, and both of their names have been altered to preserve the family's privacy, by the way. Mm -hmm. His eyes were staring. He looked surprised to see me. He had no clue what was going on. And by 5 p.m. he was removed to hospital where he stayed for three days. And even after some of the mental fog dissipated, he was still unable to recall anything for more than a few minutes. Now, the doctors initially suspected that he'd recently, he had reacted badly to the anaesthetic causing a brain hemorrhage, yet mm-hmm. they failed to find any evidence of injury. So he was discharged with the mystery still hanging over him and the family moved back to England where he was referred to the office of Gerald Burgess, a clinical psychologist in Leicester. Yeah. Leicester or Leicester? Leicester. Les- Leicester. I, w- I mean, I say Leicester, but I've yeah. been wrong once before. I think it's one of those like British practical jokes they're like we're gonna spell it this way but it don't mean nothing like well because it's like even like worcester 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 source wait what there's a tiktok at the moment where some woman's trying to say worcestershire and she's worcestershire thank you what the (laughs) gonna remember what it was but she says it's worcestershire (laughs) sauce 
Worcestershire. I enjoy that one. And there's another one that's going around at the moment, which is a woman just going, you can bet if they shenan once, they're going to shenan again. (laughs) (laughs) So much. That's it. So if anyone shenans in your vicinity, you can bet they're going to shenan again. Okay. How often do you shenan? Oh, I shenan on the daily. I'm shenaning right now. (laughs) 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 Ah, I can't believe Worcestershire. I couldn't. Oh, man, I had a bit of a little, I must have had some anesthesia because I just lost yeah. it, <laughs> you know. Welcome uh, back, Kate. I'm back, better than ever. Okay, so the obvious explanation would have been that William had a form of anti-grade, or anti, yeah, anti-grade amnesia, like Henry yeah. Melason, whose experiences have informed much of what we know about memory. Okay. And during brain surgery to treat his epilepsy, surgeons sliced out a large chunk of Melason's grey matter, including his hippocampi, <gasps> the seahorse-shaped regions at the centre of the brain. They act as our memory's printing press, okay. stamping the episodic memories of events into long-term storage. And without them, Melason was unable to hold on to anything that occurred after the surgery. So Goodness that's a famous... Me. Okay, famous brain surgery story. Case. Yep. Now, William could work out how to solve a complex maze only to completely forget the skill three days later. That would be so annoying. But then again, you wouldn't know that you forgot it. Exactly. So is it annoying? I feel like it'd be annoying for everyone else around you. Exactly, right? Now, yet as William's first doctors had noted, brain scans seemed to show that that these crucial areas were still perfectly intact. Nor did his symptoms exactly match those of other antigrade amnesiacs. So while Malayson couldn't remember details of personal events, for instance, he could learn new procedural skills since they are processed in different parts of the brain. Whereas when Burgess asked William to work out how to solve a complex maze, however, he had completely forgotten the skill three days later. It was like a deja vu replica of the same errors. He took the same time to relearn the task once more, says Burgess. This is crazy, Dominic. I know. What a story. <clears throat> Don't worry, I've got some other ones, some deeper, darker ones. I'm not worried at all. I'm happy here. I'm, I'm liking this too. Now, one possibility is that William's amnesia is a psychogenic illness. Mm. Some patients report memory loss after a traumatic event. Yes, but that's that... what I was thinking too because you just explained at the beginning what had happened. Yeah. Okay. But that tends to be a coping mechanism to avoid thinking about painful past events. It doesn't Mm -hmm. normally affect your ability to remember the present. Of course. Right? Yeah. So Samantha says that William had suffered no trauma, his wife, and according to Burgess's detailed psychiatric assessments, he is otherwise emotionally healthy. So there was nothing traumatic to really draw from here. So there was nothing traumatic that he went to his granddad's funeral and then to the dentist? No, I think it was a pretty, like, stock standard death in the family. Old old age kind of. (laughs) Sounds horrible, but, you know. No, it was just your run-of-the-mill. Arnie Marg's gone. Oh, well. Anyway, I'm off to the dentist. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, consider. My teeth are so black. Look at this. (laughs) I look like. I need to brush my teeth. Oh, goodness gracious. There you go. So no, no trauma, but, and he was also considered a very successful father, a military officer with good job evaluations. Mm. There was real no reason to think that there was anything wrong psychiatrically. So given the evidence, Burgess instead suspects the answer may be hiding in the thicket of tiny neural connections we call synapses. Mm-hmm. Once we have experienced an event, the memories are slowly cemented in the long term by altering these richly woven networks. That process of consolidation involves the production of new proteins to rebuild the synapses in their new shape. Without it, the memory remains fragile and it is easily eroded with time. If we block that protein synthesis in rats and they soon forget anything they have just learned. So we've tested this. Okay. Crucially, 90 minutes would be about the right time for this consolidation to take place. So just as William starts to forget the details of the event, that's when it's like reset. Goodbye. 
So rather than losing its printing press like Malaysian, William's brain seems to simply run out of ink, if that helps you with the Okay, analogy. so it's still trying to print, but then it's like, nah, I've run out of ink. Computer says no. Can Computer someone says. please, for the love of God, get me some more cyan? Because I will not print unless I have a full cyan unit. Lizzie. Do you understand? Lizzie. Lizzie, can you pop down and get some cyan? Because God knows I'm only trying to print in black and white, but it needs fucking cyan. <laughs> so do me a favour and go and get some. Holy yep. shit. Printers give me the absolute irrits. Yeah, printers are the worst invention in the world. <laughs> they truly are. <laughs> but that's what's happening to this man's brain. He's run out of cyan even if he's trying to print in black and white and it's not yeah. registering. Exactly. Gotcha. Even so, it's not clear why root canal surgery should have made his brain run dry in this way. That's the million pound question, says Burgess, and I don't have an answer. Scouring the medical literature, he found five similar cases of mysterious memory loss without brain damage, although none occurred during a trip to the dentist. Mm. They do seem to follow other periods of psychological stress during a medical emergency. So it could be a genetic predisposition that needs a catalyst event to start the process, says Burgess. Okay. But you would need so many more examples to really draw that sort of conclusion. So if you know. I'm just thinking if you were in the medical profession, particularly psychology and specialised in amnesia and <laughs> it's your face, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was a very handsome face. Just had an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Your hair looks fantastic. You look like one of my Sims that I created just last week. Um, Sul Sul. Yeah, you'd be fascinated as a person in this industry to try to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, and I think because it's so complex, it's like. Yes where do you even begin? Like, yeah, like they're reading the, the guidebook. Things. Yeah, that's it. They go, okay, cool, here's the guidebook on this type of amnesia that we've studied before and then this one and this one and this one and it doesn't fit into any of those categories. You're just like, this is crackers. Yep. So Burgess hopes that his new paper, which appears in Neurocase Journal, will encourage other psychologists to share similar stories and perhaps spark other theories. Mm-hmm. They are already intrigued. It is a bit of a head-scratcher, admits John Angleton at Cardiff University in the UK. He would like to see more detailed tests looking more specifically at the long-distance connectivity of the brain. And even if there's no damage to the brain cells themselves, William may be missing some of the necessary wiring around the hippocampi and other parts of the memory processing pipeline, he thinks. So this could have been something that was already lingering in the background yeah, and it just got nudged. He had a, into too much laughing gas. Crazy. and crazy. Yeah, that's it. Wow. So for the time being, William helps to remind us just how little we know about our minds or our brains, oh. we should really say. <clears throat> yeah. Mesmerised by colourful MRI scans, many now think of the brain as a kind of computer with separate chips devoted to memory, fear or sex. Yet William perfectly demonstrates why this modular view of the mind is oversimplistic. Yeah. Yeah. Even when all that machinery is apparently intact, you can still find yourself lost in the present with no way of bridging the past and the future. Clearly, the brain has many more layers to be peeled away before we can get to the heart of what makes us who we are. I... I'm just writing down right now, as a matter of fact, how frightening I find the brain. (laughs) And I think I need to do (laughs) an episode, but specifically on how, like, just things like this, where it's like one day you're just doing your thing and doing whatever, and then literally the next day you cannot remember anything for longer than 90 minutes and nobody can tell you why. What the hell? There you go. I've inspired your next story, Kate, or you one have. of your future stories. Thank you. Now, in the last 10 years, William has been able to cling to one new fact, his father's death, mm-hmm. which is strange. William, okay. not that he's, you know, dead. 
because everyone dies, folks. That's just natural. But yeah, he's holding on to this. <clears throat> William also demonstrates just how the powerfully, just how powerfully our emotions shape our minds. In the last ten years, he has been able to cling to one new fact: his father's death. Somehow, the force of his grief helped him to forge new tracks in the brain and grasp onto the fact when everything else has slipped away. Even then, he is unable to remember the events surrounding it, nor the bedside vigil he's in his last few days. But the fact still remains that he remembers that his father is no longer with him. That so would, strange. to me, as yeah, as like then the doctor, would you? Like, that would be fascinating because you'd be like, well, he remembered something, so let's try and figure out why. And can we not reprogram that to make him remember what his PIN number is? Yep. Oh, glory be. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much William and his dentist-related story. So, yeah, no, I like that, though. That was fascinating. I That's not, yeah. That's not ever something that I would have thought about, and that is fascinating. So, folks, that was our main story, but I've got some other little tidbit stories which I thought could be rather interesting, and they Yay. progressively get more and more dark. So, and then I have a dentist dentistry story that is very quick, and it's a pop culture reference. Can I share right. it at the end? At the end, because I don't have a pop culture reference. So thank you for well, filling oh, in the gap. Well, it's one we've already known before, but I'll come up with another one in the interim. That's okay. Okay. I do have a, well, I've just thought of a pop culture reference. <clears throat> Perfect. Now, my next theme is on the topic of, and this is probably the closest to dentophobia I get, is dentists who overcharge. Yes. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Okay. Oh, for the goodness sakes. Now, it's no secret that getting a tooth removed can cost you an arm and a leg or a tooth. <laughs> an arm, a leg and a tooth. But some dentists have taken theft to a next level. Jerks. Dr. Edward Bodek, a dentist in Encinitas, California, or Encinitas. Mm-hmm. Encinitas. Mm-hmm. Encinitas. Enchiladas? <laughs> Taquitas? <laughs> in catitas? In tatitis? Now he went the more high tech route. A patient comes in for a $67 cleaning and their card gets charged with $8,000 <gasps> of purchases. The perfect crime. What? No, yeah. I would see that. Because when I pay for things on my Apple Watch, it immediately comes up and says, You just spent $2.83 at Coles. Was this you? And I'm like, yep, definitely was. I got an avocado and some feta cheese. <laughs> now, in total, I was going to say like a Kit Kat or chomp. No, or I actually did that today. I just needed some avocado and feta cheese for my breakfast. So I went to Coles and bought that and it cost me $2.84. And thank you for us grief for not being able to buy a house and all we're yeah. doing is buying an avocado. That's half a coffee these days. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's ridiculous. Now, in total, Bodek and his wife, who worked as his office manager, were charged with stealing over $260,000 from their patients who oddly kept coming back to see him because of loyalty. What? Bodek was able to pull off the scam in part because he performed dentistry in nursing homes and assisted living centres where old patients were presumably easier to steal from. Unsurprisingly, after racking up hundreds of thousands of dollars in fraudulent charges, some patients realised something was amiss. Dr. Bodek and spouse were eventually raided by federal agents who found scores of shopping bags in their home, as well as 30 storage lockers filled with furs, high fashion and other luxurious goods. The couple pled guilty to both financial elder abuse and identity theft for more than 22 victims and the Bodek DDS Yelp page was lowered to a one-star rating. (laughs) Got him! At least I got a star, but still. That's great. Okay. Let's amp it up just a little. Let's turn that dial. Let's turn it up. 
dentists who pull all your teeth? This would be really painful. You know that common nightmare where all your teeth fall out? Yes. Says yes, everyone. Ever. Yes, exactly. A painful real-life iteration of that scenario happened when Christopher Christ showed up at the Amazing Family Dental in Indianapolis. I already hate the name. I know. If you amazing your... Family Dental. It's amazing you're still in business. Yeah. <laughs> One star. Yeah. It's amazing you know how to spell. <laughs> it's amazing I don't burn this dentist down. Yes. Because I'm not having it. I'm no, I don't want it. I don't want to be rotted by a dentist. Let me tell you how amazing you are. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Don't don't push your opinions on me. Yeah. <laughs> I will be the judge of that. Now, Christopher Christ was uh, an autistic man and he went to the facility with instructions from his mother to have just three particularly painful teeth removed. Hold on I a hate second. this already. Oh. Can mum not get the afternoon off work? Off work? Right. Or Take shouldn't it. like a dental records or something be handed over to communicate said Yes. Plan? Yeah. Now, sent there with instructions from mummy dearest, but mm-hmm. after giving Christopher some pills to ease the pain, why are you getting pills to, you should just get a shot. Just anyway, give me a sh- yeah, just give me some gas, baby. The dentist kept pulling and pulling until each and every one of Chris's teeth were gone. In his own words, he says, I'm going to look like a pizza. <laughs> Do you know what, T? You are going so fast to hell. It's so great. But what is even better is that before you did that, you had to get into the position with your lips. So I saw it before it happened. Oh, Dominic Taranto, you are going straight to hell. Straight to hell. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. (laughs) That was fantastic well done i'm terribly sorry you had to you absolutely had to oh okay so if you missed that folks because you weren't watching (laughs) in his own words christopher says i'm going to look like a freak show oh I feel and he really was on the bad. verge of That's tears, which it's obvious, like, this is, and again, please don't be offended, folks. I'm trying oh, to make a lighthearted yeah. of the situation. Correct. But, That's right. Oh, bless. Like, That's awful. But why on God's green earth would you need to pull out every single tooth? And how would you think that you get away with that? Yeah. People oh. are going to know. Like, People are going to notice. People will notice. Yeah. That is not okay. <laughs> so amazingly, <laughs> Kate Silga. <laughs> I cannot. That was a very, very good quality joke. <laughs> now, amazingly, the amazing family dental never released a substantive statement in 2013. No way. When this unnecessary procedure occurred, citing HIPAA in an ironic claim of protecting the patient, which I think is like a regulatory something or other. Okay. However, this year, Amazing Family Dental is facing a disciplinary hearing for overcharging Medicaid for patient procedures in the time period when the assault on Mr. Chris occurred. Mm -hmm. Now, when getting paid per tooth pulled, some less scrupulous dentists seemingly couldn't resist the opportunity to pluck a few more. Are you kidding me? That you are getting paid per tooth pulled, how how on earth is that not going to end up poorly? Like how is how does a system reward you for abusing human beings? Yeah, I so, I cannot. Kate, on that topic specifically, oh. and I'm going to piss off some people on this, but I just feel too strongly about it. So you know, let's go. Bring on the the hate email. But that system, especially in America, it's the same type of system where circumcision of young boys is 
perpetuated this tradition of it because doctors literally get paid and can charge a shit ton of money more at a birth to go, oh, do you want a circumcision? And they push that agenda because they get paid like extra thousands of dollars because it's an elective surgery type thing. This is like a commission on abusing people. Yeah. What the fuck? They literally play into the, oh, your dad was or religion or they even play the whole health health or like it's better for you. Fuck off. Leave my dingling bee. Yeah. They, if you want to get it done, cool, but you cannot push it on. Oh, oh I can't. It's a money-making scheme. It's a money-making enterprise. The whole. Okay. Anyway. It's a farce. It's I'm going to leave that alone. <clears throat> okay. Leave it alone. Just like a foreskin in a hospital. Don't touch. <laughs> Heard it here, folks. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a T-shirt. Topic. No. <laughs> okay. Just <laughs> checking. Next horror story. Dentists okay. who aren't really dentists. No. Okay. What did they do? Now, early this year, a White Plains office manager was arrested for pretending to be a dentist. Oh, office managers makes me think straight away it's Michael Scott that's yeah. doing it. So <laughs> he would not be a good dentist. Now, her charges included unauthorized practice of a profession, assault, and reckless endangerment. Yeah. While shenanigans. <gasps> she shenaned once. Yeah. She, she shenaned again. While shenanigans like this may be the fodder of many a comedy in the real world, it's worth raising suspicions when the doctor starts explaining that they're going to pull the pointy one. <laughs> High alert, folks. If a dentist says that to you, yeah, we're going to pull out one of the pointy ones. That's not good. No. Red flag. Red flag. If that isn't enough to make your mouth clamp shut in horror, Volbona Yezherov, the accused faux dentist, also performed root canal surgery and injected patients with syringes. Why would you want to do this? Oh, there's some pretty intense stories of people pretending to be doctors and dentists and stuff. Oh. Now, Vabona was allegedly running this little side business from the offices of Dr. Jeffrey Schoengold's Ultimate Dental Care of Riverdale in the Bronx, right under the nose of the good doctor. Mm. Valbona is still waiting for her trial, which could earn her up to seven years in prison. And for the duration of her case, she's prohibited from going near any dental practices. Good. Fair call. Fair. That is a fair punishment. I think even seven years, depending on the the extent of the pain and yeah. trauma she caused people. Hmm. Okay, two more to go. Okay. Dentists who are rapists. Oh, no. I swear this has been an episode of SVU. Probably. Now, don't, for the love of all that's unholy don't google dentist molests because yeah and i'm not going to spend too long on this story because it's just it's gross yeah okay if you do you will see far too many articles pop up and it'll just ruin your day instead take this one example as a token sacrifice of skeezy dentists everywhere Compton dentist Dr. Mohammed Kadir was arrested in May for allegedly molesting patients aged 12 to 17. According to the victim's parents, Dr. Kader forcefully kissed the two young girls on the lips as they sat in the chair. And as if metal tools stabbing around your splayed mouth didn't leave you feeling vulnerable enough. God. Some doctors have taken such abuses to their grim conclusion. Dr. David Fuster, a dentist in Bethesda, Maryland, gave his patient, a 15-year-old Bolivian girl, nitrous oxide before leading her to a couch in the basement of his office and raping her. Now, this this particular story that I'm sharing right now is actually quite fascinating and very interesting on the whole. Okay. You know, and I'm not going to go into it, but if you're at all interested in this, I question yeah. it. Yeah, story or, yeah. Story. Naturally, Fusa denied everything, and despite the girl's um, sort of the evidence found all over the couch and a condom discovered in the office, Fusa also refused to address a police-recorded phone conversation between Fusa and his victim where he plainly stated, this happened between you and me and no one else. 
he made the argument that it was consensual. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. When you drug people, that's definitely consensual. That's how it works. Now, Fuster's hearing and 20-year sentence came after four years of being on the lam in Mexico, so he ran away. And hopefully this justice will serve as a modicum of peace for the victim and a warning to perverted dentists everywhere. Okay, we've been escalating bit by bit, folks, and we're going to end on probably the darkest story. Okay. We're almost done. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Dentists who are murderers. Mm. Most dentists presumably do their job because they enjoy a mixture of helping their patients, the normal office hours, and the sizable paycheck. But one dentist, Tony Protopopus, Protopopus, yeah, now he was more into the opportunity to kill people in cold blood. Jesus, that's not on the list of things you do when you graduate. No. On April 9th, 1983, arrest warrants were issued in Costa Mesa, California, charging Tony Protopopopus, a local dentist, with murdering three of his patients over the past six months. The warrant set bail at half a million dollars, but the amount was reduced to 300000 after Protopopopus surrendered on April 12th, putting up his Laguna Beach home as collateral for the bond. Mm. Now, according to the charges filed against him, Protopopopus had deliberately overdosed three female patients, causing their deaths in his office. The first to die on September 30th, 1982, was a 23-year-old Kim Anderson, an 88-pound dialysis patient from whom Topapapus injected with nine different anesthetic drugs during an operation to remove her wisdom teeth. Catherine Jones, age 31, was next dispatched on February 13, 1983, and the final victim was 13-year-old Patricia Craven, murdered just six days later. Why did he want to murder them? I don't think we'll ever know that, to be perfectly honest. Gets gets a rush. It's pretty... Testing out a cocktail of drugs. Horrid. What a jackass. Yeah. Mm. On July 31st, 1984, after four months of testimony and five days of intense deliberation, a jury convicted Protapapapas on three counts of second-degree murder. Three months later, on October 22nd, he was sentenced to concurrent terms of 15 years to live to life on each conviction. Summing up the case, the judge said, it is very difficult and very sad. Dr. Pratapapapa's life is basically destroyed forever. What? Why Who gives a fuck about, about his life? I know. Yeah. Like, where did that even come in? Is concurrently side by side and consecutive yeah. is one after the other. Okay. Yeah. So it'd just be like you get seven years for that girl, seven years for that woman, seven years for that woman. Yep. So he only ends up doing seven years instead of 21. So That judge is a stink. It's not just What a stink butt. Protapapapas was released from prison in 2011, and though he'll never have a license to practice dentistry again, Tony had a number of job offers to work in dental labs at the time of his parole. Why would you hire a murderer? Yeah. So, oh, my glory. This world's that, going to hell in a handbasket, folks. Just yep. saddle up. Have a good time. Have another glass of wine. Oh. So the next time you go to the dentist, that crown that's been made or that. Could know, be from Patapatapatas, yeah. the inventor. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this up, folks. Whether it's a routine teeth cleaning or a root canal, nobody enjoys the anxiety that comes with a trip to the dentist. Sorry, I've just lost the plot again. <laughs> if you've seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Caractacus Potts is the inventor. And so every time he was saying that, and I was said earlier, Caractacus Potts, inventor. And now I'm thinking Parapatapatus Potts, the inventor, making my crowns. Thank you. I'm here all week. With my niche comedy, my Chitty Chitty Bang Bang 1980 Michael Douglas comedy. It's been a bit of a loose a loose unit of an episode. It, it has, good. but do you know what? I like a loose unit of an episode. Let's bring it. So 
no matter what it is, there's always anxiety going to the dentist. Dental work can be painful. It can be frightening. And then there's that dreadfully high deductible. Your shitty insurance makes you pay at the end. Ching, ching. After reading this list or listening to me say it, hopefully you'll brush a little longer and actually floss more than once a month when you're trying to impress your overnight guests like it's actually part of your nightly routine. After (laughs) all, your next trip to the dentist could be a whole lot worse than just getting a cavity filled. That's really ominous at the end there. <laughs> Bing. Bing. <laughs> and on that note, folks, wow. that is my one and only episode on dentistry. Your, your <clears throat> dentist episode. D-E-N-N-I-S-T, dentist. And I know you've got a little story, Kate, but I'm going to quickly throw in my pop culture. Whenever I think of dentistry and movies yep. and everything like that, I just think of Little Shop of Horrors. And Steve Martin with his dyed, coiffed hair and him being on laughing gas. And it's yeah. just the most iconic. He's so genius. But that's my God, I love history him. moment. Mine film. just makes me think of the Sopranos. Bing, 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 bing. When a man insults Tony Soprano's daughter in a restaurant. He makes some lewd comments to her. Tony finds out about it and goes straight to where he is. And he proceeds to um, beat him up and then pick him up and put half of his head onto the bar lip and then like on his front teeth. So he's facing it. So he's basically like chewing on it. And then Tony pushes his head, his foot into the man's back of the man's head and just shatters teeth everywhere. And in fact, they're actually at a meeting for his son later in the principal's office or his therapist's office, actually. And then Tony's sitting with his legs crossed and he looks into the little cuff of his pant and there's a fucking tooth in there. Brutal. All right, that was my poppy. But before we go, can I really quickly tell you about a couple of negative and positive interpretations of your teeth falling out in a dream? Okay, yes, why not? Let's five. Five negative interpretations. I mean, I won't read all five, but one of them is you're feeling insecure. That could be one of them. So maybe there's like a loss or like a, an abrupt end to a relationship job. Uh, number two is making costly compromises. So when you've got to make a decision and you're not satisfied with either option. Uh, three is unwilling to make a choice. So you can't decide on what you want to do with something. So your teeth fall out in a dream. Uh, number four is concerns with self-image. Well, there you go. Maybe it was because I'm worried about my teeth not wearing a retainer that, that I felt about my teeth falling out while I was dreaming. And number five is a Freudian thing. (laughs) Isn't everything? According to Freud, this dream represents sexual repression. Teeth falling out in a dream is considered a symbol of castration and fear regarding the male genitalia. (gasps) Am I scared of dick and balls? Is that why? Oh, you're scared of losing yours. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't want to lose mine. Don't worry, Kate, we'll grow one in a Petri dish. It was just about to say we've got one. We'll get the doctors in the rowboats to come by and they can grow me one in a Petri dish. Um, Positive interpretations to wrap us up. Number one, signs of personal growth. So maybe you, you know, are growing into being an adult from a baby, that sort of vibe, you know. Uh, Number two is a secret wish to be nurtured. So, you know, you might want to go back to an easier time. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But, you know, you maybe you're facing a period of potential growth and then everything will turn out really well for you. Number three, positive uh, dream interpretations for your teeth falling out is looking at loss and personal growth, but in a positive way. So, uh, you know, growing into something that you want to be. Number four, renewed strength and self-esteem. Teeth can be seen as symbols of power. So if you get this dream, it can relate to your personal strength. And number five is rebirth. According to psychologist C.G. Jung, the teeth falling out dream symbolizes giving birth to something new. The act of the teeth falling out reflects the tension and sometimes pain that comes with starting something new, a new job, new home, new relationship, or going through a period of significant growth, which fits into this category. Wow. So pretty so much really, everything and anything. <laughs> yeah. So really whatever you feel like, a dream means is pretty much spot on and you could find something that supports your ideas around that. Similar to a Zodiac. Good to know. Good to know that 
Mercury's in the retrograde. Yeah, Mercury's in the microwave again, so I cannot come out, but thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> thank you for sharing that episode, Dom. That was a loose unit and I loved every second of it. I don't think I've <laughs> laughed quite as much as your gummy joke. Oh, this poor man, he lost all his teeth. <laughs> Yes, I apologise, Christopher Chris, but I had to do it. Oh, it you got to do funny. it. It was just ripe. All right. Well, I guess I'll see you next week, Kate, for you will. your story. And Yes, um, ma'am. I will be back at work, uh, so no doubt I'll be looking forward to some laughs and fun. And uh, I hope that you guys all join us as well. We loved having you. We have. We love having Don't. you all the time. And don't forget to go like, subscribe, rate, review, email. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. And guess what? Uh, love you. Love you, Dom. And I love our listeners. And we'll go see you next dentist. time. Yay. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. 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 <laughs> That's a wrap. Big shout out to everyone for tuning in to Shit and Bricks. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us. Plus, you can find extra little nuggets on our socials. Next week, we'll be back talking more shit, so do not forget to tune in. And remember to wipe, flush, and wash your hands. Goodbye. Goodbye.